Hey gang, welcome to Best Night Ever, a show where interesting people who do interesting things tell the story of their best night ever. I'm your host, Ian Hollihan. With me, as usual, is the cat that only shops at the men's warehouse, Reggie Miller. Of course, thank you to everyone who's been listening and downloading the show. We really appreciate it. Reggie and I were hanging out the other day, having a little one-on-one, and he brought up an interesting question. He said, how many of these listeners are only really downloading one episode and that's it? Uh, meaning, when, it, when when a guest comes on the show, uh, on uh, when the show comes out, they usually post on their social media and their, and their fans. They, they see that and they're like, I, I gotta hear this. So they download the episode and that's it. So folks, if you didn't know this already, I hope you're sitting down because I'm about to rock your world. Next week, there's going to be another episode. That's right, folks. Every Tuesday, just like Home Improvement. Uh, Home Improvement was on uh, ABC every Tuesday. Um, uh, That would make me Tim the Toolman Taylor. Uh, I guess Reggie would be Al Borland. It's moments like this that I really wish Reggie could talk, because that would have been an amazing opportunity for him to say, I don't think so, Ian, Um, like in Home Improvement. Just like Al Al, Al Borland used to say that to Tim all the time. uh, But you know we all have to uh, accept our limitations. What was I talking about? Oh, subscribe. That's the point of this. So by hitting subscribe, you won't miss any episodes, and, you know, uh, it'll make me feel like you like me. Oh, yeah, uh, we have an awesome guest today. So this guest, uh, his name is Lyle Blackburn. He actually, he's known for two things, really. He, he's a he's a heavy metal rock star and a cryptozoologist. He's going to cover the rock star element of it, which means I'm going to just take a minute to cover the cryptozoology aspect of it, which I am totally fine with. I have been fascinated and in love with cryptozoology for pretty much as long as I can remember. For those of you who don't know what cryptozoology is, it, it literally translates to uh, the study of hidden animals. And the subjects that are studied in this field are called cryptids. These subjects include Bigfoot. Chubacabra, Loch Ness Monster, or Nessie as his friends call him, the Dover Demon, Ogopogo, Macaulay Membe, the Skunk Ape, the Yeti, the Yaren, and the Yahweh, just to name a few. And to be super clear, guys, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not just interested in the study of it. I truly believe in the possibility that these things are out there. Some of you listeners might be thinking, you believe in Bigfoot? What are you, some sort of fat idiot named Ian? Well, before you start throwing names around, smarty pants, let me go down a quick list for you. The Komodo Dragon, the Giant Squid. The silverback gorilla, the platypus, the Indonesian coelacanth. This is a list of animals who were once considered cryptids, who were once considered fantasy, legend only. Not that long ago either. So 50 years ago, someone would say, hey dude, I saw a Komodo dragon, and you'd probably call that person a fat idiot named Ian. But in reality, it's you who's the fat idiot named Ian. Anyways, Lyle has spent the last couple decades pretty much taking a subject that was laughed at and scoffed upon and kind of like, and he, he made it more digestible. Like in the 90s, uh, there was a lot of shows uh, about like searching for Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster, blah, blah, blah. And it's really just, they would find the craziest guy and talk to him and that would be the whole subject. But what Lyle does is he talks to the people in the community who were affected by this by the sighting of these creatures. And it's really a, 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 a um, rural sociology. The first medium Lyle used to show kids that cryptids are cool is books. His works include uh, Lizard Man, the true story of the Bishopville monster. Uh, the Beast of Boggy Creek is probably the most popular one in the sequel, Beyond Boggy Creek. I actually just finished his newest book uh, called Momo, The Strange Case of the Missouri Monster. And you can get all these books on, uh, you know, the internet. Recently, he's been working as a consulting producer and an on-air expert in the Amazon Prime series, Monsters and Mysteries in America. Even if you're not into this, check it out. It's a really cool show. It's it's like monsters aside. It's just a cool look at, uh, uh, at a part of America that uh, 
folks like me, for example, don't really get to see all the time. So it's really interesting. That is the nutshell of cryptozoology and what our guest kind of does within that world. So I reached out to Lyle, asked him to be on the show because I think it is downright impossible for this person not to have a super interesting best night ever. So it is a pleasure and honor, and you know what? I'm going to say it, a delight to be talking to Lyle Blackburn tonight. Lyle, thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> cool, man. I appreciate you. So you're a rock and roll cryptozoologist, which yeah. might be the coolest title in the history of titles. Now, the okay. first thing that comes to mind when someone says rock and roll cryptozoologist, and I'm sure I, I can't be the only one, but uh, it, it, the first thing that comes to my mind is the uh, uh, the, the classic song by Donnie Marie Osmond, uh, uh, I'm a little bit cryptozoologist, I'm a little bit rock and roll. So in this case, do you think you're more Donnie or more Marie? <laughs> I guess in that case, I'd have to be more Donnie. The Marie is adding up quickly at a faster pace, so uh, sure. I don't know it. And even in, in the Marie side, you know, I'm still a little bit Donnie. So, you know, there's always a sort of the Donnie interweaving throughout all. So I'd say that has a little more, takes up a little more volume, but ultimately I'm both. Cool. That was a considerably more complex answer than I expected. So you spent a lot of years, have a pretty, a pretty full successful career talking about uh, animals that are of legend that uh, aren't technically considered uh, real in the scientific community. Like you're you're an expert on the field, you know. Whenever you're on TV, you're in these documentaries, doing these shows. Uh, the the only thing you're talking about is uh, these creatures, these cryptids. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball, and I'm going to ask you a question that I don't think any cryptozoologist has ever been asked before. What's your favorite animal? Uh, that would be a tiger. That is a good answer, Lyle. That is a good favorite animal. To be honest, if, if you had said something like uh, a parakeet, I, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> cool. So now that we got that out of the way, um, I'd love to hear about your best night ever. Okay. Uh, you know, this was a struggle because there's, in terms of a best night ever, I think one that encompasses near death, one that encompasses um, exotic travels, one that encompasses fans and wild stuff and French women. I think that's going to be what, what I'm going to go with. Okay, so here, here's the sto- here's the story, and and this is all true. Trust me, th- this this may sound like I made this up, but I did not. So this was in Paris, France. I would uh, the 90s, and at the time uh, I was playing in a band called Solitude. And we were on Roadrunner, Roadrunner Records, and, you know, they picked us up with some tours, and we were able to tour Europe. You know, one of the reasons I always wanted to be in a band was just to be able to travel around. And, in fact, I always said that the reason I'm in a band is because I don't want to drive myself. I want to be driven. You know, people were like, yeah, I'm in a band because I want girls or because I want money. I'm like, I just want to be driven around. So this was great because... They gave us a tour bus, and a big tour bus, you know, we're going we're gonna to cruise through Europe. You know, we had a, you know, a tour manager that spoke various European languages. And, and because, you know, uh, we're from Texas, we were only taught, you know, we, we spoke two languages, which was English and Texan. It was strange because uh, living in Texas, you can drive for an entire day and still play another gig in Texas. But over there... You drive a day and you've passed through like three or four countries, you know, and you're in another one. So we had a gig one night in Paris, France, and this this was my first visit to to France. It 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 started off okay. Um, 
back then that you each country had a different monetary system so you know we there wasn't like a euro where you know you could you know use it interchangeably and so we were only going to be there for the one gig in paris one night so we thought well let's not trade chain exchange money because we're going to lose money in the exchange you know we can they're going to feed us at the club so we were a little short on money so in this particular case our bus had to park on a major thoroughfare and we ended up having to unload the amps and push them like down the street, down an alley, way over to this club, which was, you know, a bit uh, unexpected, but okay, it's cool. You know, we're in Paris and um, I think we managed to have, we had enough money to buy like a a baguette or something like French bread. And uh, so anyway, I was excited about this night because there were several pen pals that had been writing to the band or, or several, you know, back Back in these days, before email and stuff, people wrote letters, and you always got the best letters from European fans. They they drew on them, they wrote all kinds of crazy stuff, and they loved the band, and we'd get all these great letters. Well, I would go through these big piles of letters, of course, and I'd find ones that had girls' names on them. I'm like, oh, that sounds, you know, she sounds sexy. Of course, I've never seen her or anything, but... I happened to pick one up and I had been, I wrote the girl back, you know, we would try to write people back and, you know, my specialty was writing the girls, I guess. And so I wrote this girl and we had exchanged a few letters. So uh, she lived in France. So at this point when we were playing, she was going to be coming to the gig. You know, this could go either way, you know, never really seen the girl. I didn't know what to expect really, but in today's digital age, you know, it's obviously you're going to see a profile picture or something before you you even communicate with the person. But back back then, it was just sort of like, I don't know, you know, if they sent me a picture, and and some girls did, and I, I had pen pals with other girls that I stayed friends with for a long time, and they would just send pictures. But in in this particular case, you know, I probably had three or four letters. I don't. I just remember the first meeting. After we got the equipment rolled down the streets, through the alleys, and set up and all that, uh, the band we were on tour with was called Revelation, I believe. Revelation. They, I believe they were from Oklahoma. The band I was in Solitude was kind of, we were kind of like a doom metal, um, slowish, heavy type stuff, and they were a similar band. So they had, they were from the U.S. too, and they had toured over there with St. Vitus. And I, honestly, I can't remember this girl's name. I, I can remember her face and stuff. And, and she just had, when I picture her now, she's just there, but uh, I don't recall the name. But anyway, um, so they're like, hey, you know, the girl's out there. And and uh, I'm like, oh, cool. So I go out there and she meets me and she's got like a dozen roses for me. And, you know, she's, she's you know, attractive and all that stuff. And I thought, okay, that's cool. You know, hey. It's nice to show up uh, in another country and an attractive woman brings you flowers. So everything started off well. As the night progressed, I guess she started drinking, okay, and we were the headlining band and the opening band played. And in the course of the night, she was kind of becoming a little bit more intoxicated. There's a little trouble understanding her, but I guess she was fixating on me, for lack of a better term, and in some ways. and. I was okay with it, but the more she drank, the more it was kind of a little bit weird and, and you know, kind of going south. And this is, 
you know, this is sort of a, I mean, it's like a blind date in a way. Or So then finally, you know, we play in the whole deal. <laughs> so when I get off stage, you know, one of the guys in the other band, he comes up, he's like, man, dude, she's kind of just freaked out, dude. And she's like, she cut herself and she's bloody and she's like obsessed with you and thinks you don't like her. They're like, man, she's like, fucked up, you know, she's gonna, like, you know, I think she's gonna, you know, come after you or something. She, she was talking about stabbing you. Okay, you know, no more with her. So I, I remember staying backstage and they were trying to sort it out, whatever the hell they were doing, and I didn't... I didn't care what they did, but eventually they came back and um, I got a glimpse of the girl and she's just totally trashed, just insane looking. She's got blood on her. They they kind of hold her up and they're like, dude, you just should go out the back door, which was cool because I didn't want to load the equipment down the street anyway, because, you know, we would have had to go out the front and I mean, we had like a roadie and a stage manager, but it was just too much equipment. So we all had to help. I got out of that and in the process of of the show, I met this other girl, which when I left, I ran into her, and she was this cute little petite French girl. And so I come out of the club, I go, there's a girl here, she looks like a witch covered in blood, and she's going to stab me. She could speak English well enough, and she was quite concerned, and and so she said, well, I've, I've got an apartment nearby. I'm like, oh, really? Uh, you know, can I, can we go there <laughs> or whatever? And she's like, Oh yes, come with me. So I'm like, okay, this is good. So I'm already hooked up with this other girl. She's taking me to her apartment. Um, I'm escaping the murderous witch. It's after me. I don't have to load equipment. Everything is like, okay, we're looking up here. We're looking up. So the opening band was sort of took care of me in that case. And I think they had met this girl to which Maybe should, somebody should have tipped me off before we got there, but I think they were waiting to see what happened. So perhaps they knew what I was in, in store for. I don't know. The, the, the other guys were just in my band were just doing their own thing or whatever they were doing or worried about the equipment. I remember the opening band was, I believe they put her in a cab and, and had her, you know, taken off to from when she came. So I go to this girl's, apartment and I'm super hungry by now because I've eaten one French baguette or whatever you call it. I didn't have any money because we never exchanged it and I'm looking in her cabinet with this French foods which were all it's completely bizarre. You know, I just kind of passed on that. I like, forget it, whatever. And she offered me, you know, a shower, even though the showers over there are quite different. Like in Texas, our showers are fire hoses shooting out over there it's like I could barely fit in it this little petite French girl could fit in that's you know I had a little trouble and my hair was really long like down to my waist the, the whole shower thing was was not great but it was all better because going back to the bus there would have been no shower and, and we didn't have a hotel and often we just slept on the bus in the bunks or drove at night okay I'm in this apartment with this awesome French girl and um, you know all things were good so I spent the rest of that night living living it up in the apartment and being taken care of by the French girl and 
um, everything was just like amazing. I mean, I could, you know, from starting off from, you know, the meeting the other girl with the roses, going downhill from there. I thought I was going to be stabbed. To what am I going to do? I'm running down the streets, and now I'm having a, a great time with the French girl. Man, it's just like super great. Then the night gets like way better,、um, even more better.、Um, without going into great detail, this was my first encounter with a, a French woman, and、uh, it was exotic. But the next day, so we get up. I, I didn't even sleep much. I don't think we slept, and so and I was a little worried because I didn't know. You know, I had no way to tell the guys where I was. So I said, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go back to the bus before they leave me in this country. Because if they do, I don't know how I'm going to get out. Walked to wherever the bus was, and it had, it was sitting in front of of a city park. It was like right on a busy street with cars buzzing up and down, right across from a, a McDonald's, which advertised the Le Big Mac and the the、uh, Royale with cheese, to which we were, we were laughing about. But I go across and I get to the bus. There is. A boot on the bus, like on the wheel. Well, I'm looking at this, and this isn't just like a little boot, like on a car. This is like some giant freaking contraption.、Uh, you know, looks like something out of Marvel Comics. And I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm ready to just just to get on out of the country. It was it was like the best night. It was the worst night. It was like amazing. So I get to the bus. You know, the, all they want to do is you know get details out of me of what I did with the French girl, which was okay. That's that's flattering and all. You know, we're, we're kind of like that. If if one guy has a victory, then then it's it's a universal celebration. So they weren't, you know, begrudging me for my night, and they were certainly glad of that. I remember one of the guys coming up and was complaining because he went to the Eiffel Tower and and I guess they charged to use the toilet or something, and he was pissed and he was going on, but we're good. But I was like, forget that. What the hell is this boot on the on the bus? And they said, well. The police came up and said, "You, your driver does not have the right license to drive in our country." Well, our driver was from Austria, and he worked for a, a bus company that, you know, was a European bus company. Went all through these countries, had the license, had everything. But in this case, the、uh, the French police, I guess, at their whim, decided that he wasn't qualified to drive.、I'm、like, well, how are we going to get out of this country? We got to play a gig the next day. Ultimately, what happened was the bus company, the owner of the company, had to fly to France, and he negotiated this with the embassy or something. He had to fly to France, but he was allowed to drive the bus to the border, Belgium, I think it was. Then the other driver can take over. So that that's indeed what happened. The the, the owner of the bus company comes, and we drive to the border, and we we get to Belgium, and. You know the other driver takes over and 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 the tour resumes. But、uh, you know the rest of the guys are just in way worse shape because they had spent the whole night out there on the bus, worried about the bus. And of course, I was back having a well, you know, with a with a French girl. <laughs> in thinking back, that this is sort of the shortened version of an entire night's worth of of madness. From fear to elation to exotic experiences, and culminating everything, and then sort of the the escape from France that ensued the next morning. To which, at this point, I, I'm amazed. I don't even know how 
you know, when the next night where we played the gig wherever we were scheduled to play, because we, we played every night, you know, just to make it economically feasible. So over the course of my life, that just keeps coming up as, to me, best night ever. Man, the 90s. What a wacky do time. Lyle, again, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I really, really wish we knew the name of that girl, the one who wanted to stab you, because I, I want to know if she's okay. Uh, like, what's she doing right now? Uh, uh, if you happen to be listening, a uh, French woman who uh, wanted to stab Lyle Blackburn in the 90s, I hope, you know, uh, uh, everything turned out just fine. As I mentioned before, you, you can buy all of Lyle's books on the internet. Where on the internet, you ask? Why, I'll tell you. On Lyle's website, it's lyleblackburn.com. Lyle also does a ton of appearances. Uh, this past weekend, he was at the Texas Frightmare Weekend. If you missed that, that's okay, because on June 15th, he's going to be at the Folk Monster Festival in Folk, Arkansas. September 6th through 8th, the Horror Hound Weekend in Indianapolis, Indiana. October 11th through 12th, the Bama Bigfoot Conference. Where do you think that is? Houston, Alabama. I didn't even know that was a thing. Anyways, it's all on his website, again, it's lyleblackburn.com. If you have the Shudder streaming service, you can catch Lyle on Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. If you have Amazon Prime, you can see the documentary The Bray Road Beast, which is based on his book and narrated by Lyle. You would also see The Mothman of Point Pleasant, another documentary narrated by Lyle. Bray Road Creek Monster is another doc- documentary you can see there. Uh, of course, the series uh, Monsters and Mysteries in America. There's five episodes. It's great. You know what? It, 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 go to Amazon Prime and just search Lyle Blackburn. A ton of stuff will come up. Ooh, you know what else is on Amazon Prime I just noticed? Major League. And Lyle's not in that. Uh, that's just a good movie. If you're curious or really like metal, I highly recommend checking out the band that he was in. They're called Solitude Auturnus. They're on Spotify. I recommend the album Into the Depths of Sorrow. The whole album is really just about having a good time. Speaking of that album, if you go to our website, bestnighteverpodcast.com, you'll notice that there's original artwork for each episode. Uh, the artwork for this episode is a, uh, a reimagining of the album cover of Into the Depths of Sorrow. Uh, so take the under. If you have any thoughts, concerns, questions, comments, feel free to shoot us an email at bestnighteverpodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter majigger is BNE Podcast. We're on Instagram, bestnighteverpodcast. I think that's all of them. Our theme song this week, just like every other week, was provided by Ghost Lester Bangs, as was the music during the story. If you're a musician and you think you have a song that would sound good as background music to a best sign ever, um, uh, give it to me. Lastly, I have a favor to ask you guys. This episode is coming out on May 7th. My birthday is May 8th. Uh, same as Don Rickles, in case you were wondering. And here, here, here's my ask. If you, live in the, if you live in the New York City area and you know where to get a Blue Bunny Batman popsicle, please let me know. Again, the email address is bestnighteverpodcast at gmail.com. I want to be very clear about this. Blue Bunny Batman popsicle. Now, if you email me and say that uh, uh, your bodega has uh, what I'm asking for and I schlep all the way to Queens and it's a, a fucking Spider-Man Popsicle brand, I'm not going to be happy. If you if you see that Popsicle in order to get it, please let me know. A little, a little background with that is uh, 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 the ice cream men here in New York, for some reason, Blue Bunny raised the taxes. So the ice cream men are like, all right, we just won't sell that Popsicle anymore. Not even thinking how I would feel about that. Anyways, whether you're listening to this in the daytime, afternoon, or night, I hope it's the best ever. See you next time.